So one of my favorite bands to listen to throughout my teenage years is a band called Switchfoot. I remember the moment I first heard a song by them. The song is called More Than Fine, and I, and I was in a van on a way on the way to a youth retreat with some new friends. And for some reason, the words to this song was louder than the voices that were talking in the van. And this is one song of many from their album, A Beautiful Letdown. Of all the lyrics from the entire album, one of the ones that has struck a chord in me the most is a line that goes, it was a beautiful letdown when I crashed and burned, when I found myself alone, unknown, and hurt. Track with me for a second, if you don't mind. This line presents two contrasting thoughts. How could something so terrible ultimately be defined as something that also has beauty in it? What's beautiful about crashing and burning? What's beautiful about being hurt? like to thank you again for choosing to listen to this podcast. Really, from the bottom of my heart, it means a lot that regardless of if this is your first time or not, you are on this wild ride with me. But back to the idea I set up at the very beginning. So many, or dare I say all of us, knows what it is like to feel hurt, to feel burnt out, and to feel as if you are hopelessly spiraling out of control. Now, it is one thing to feel that for ourselves. And that's that on its own, that's a very heavy feeling. But what if that seemed to be the story of a collective group of people? What if everyone is feeling a bit of that and all at the same time? By now, you probably know where I'm going with all of that. Friends, in a nutshell, those feelings are what this year has felt like for so many of us. Burnt out. Alone. Unheard. Isolated. And if I'm being honest, even before March, I was already starting to wonder what was going on in this year. If you live in the the Carolinas, we had some severe weather in February I remember there being tornado warnings and, and wondering how, how that was possible in the thick of our fake winter. But if I, if I start in March, March is a month that many of us were wondering what is going on right in the middle of March, right? Things started to shut down and all of us, again, wondering what, what's going on. April was a period of intense isolation for so many of us. Regardless of whether you live with someone or you live alone, you were still isolated from people on the outside. And for many of us, that was a hard reality to face. And then we we shift into May. And I cannot speak for all of us, but I know I can speak for myself. It was a month of a lot of heaviness, a lot of grief, somberness, and in general, I felt this lack of joy. And that, that also lasted into, into June as well. We've been hit with it from all sides. Some of us have seen severe sickness, death, 
job loss, job changes, so on and so forth. In my conversations with people, the underlying struggle is feeling very much so not in control. A lot of us might say, oh, we don't have control issues, but I think this period of our lives has, has proven that we do like to be in control more than we, we thought we did. And no matter your view on the many topics we could discuss, and there are many things that we could talk about and rightfully would have a place on this podcast to talk about. But one thing I can certainly say is that we've all had to deal with our humanity, how much we cannot control outcomes. Again, I'm pretty go with the flow. But deep down, do I like to be in control? Yes. Do I like to feel helplessly out of control? No, I do not. Routines have been changed. Comforts that I was used to experienced interruption. Plans that were etched in stone either have been suspended or outright canceled. The first thing that comes to mind, I've had friends that wanted to go overseas or had had plans, definite plans. The ticket had been bought. The Airbnb had been, had been purchased. And yet, they couldn't go on those trips. It's not wrong to have a routine. It isn't altogether a bad thing to enjoy the comforts of life. And planning tends to be seen as a, as a wise thing. But we know that even good things can fall by the wayside. And in the middle of struggle, I've seen a collective longing for things to return to normal. Let's be real. One of my biggest frustrations is the tendency for people to complain. I know that's ironic. I'm complaining about people complaining. I get it. I complain. And we complain because the expected result is not fulfilled. I I remember back in, in April, I went to the Blue Ridge Mountains with a couple of friends of mine. And we, we definitely had plans that were, that were made. And I remember we got to this one part of the parkway, the, the important part that we needed to be on in order to go to the waterfall that we wanted to go to. And it was closed. I was not happy, to put it lightly. I was able to turn it around, but I felt very much so inconvenienced. I felt like I deserved, we deserved to go to this, this waterfall and have this opportunity to escape. Some call that entitlement. I see that a lot within myself. And if there's a year for being humbled in that area, this, this is the year to be humbled in that area. In the midst of expected outcomes repeatedly not being reached is, a, is the phrase or a variation of the phrase cancel 2020. And I get it. I get that people have been frustrated. I get that we want to we want to get rid of this season. We want to just go on to the next thing. We want to celebrate the things that we want to celebrate in the manner in which we feel that we should celebrate. That was a mouthful. That's just a way of saying we want what we want. I want to celebrate how I want to celebrate. But can we talk about that for a second? I mentioned this in the promo for this, this specific episode. But if we wish something away, are we actually allowing it to make us better? Make it more personal. Any, any trial that you faced in your life, if you respond well, 
you're, you're allowing it to make you better. Even if you choose to not respond, I, I have to believe a lot of times that these things do, they actually do make us better. If again, if we allow it, that's a whole nother discussion. And I'm, I'm not trying to talk about that too much, but, but keep tracking with me for a second. Wishing hurt away. A lot of us know what, what a breakup feels like to have, to feel like there's, there's a period of time where it's just really emotionally charged. And every day, a lot like, a lot like this spring and this summer, it feels like groundhog day emotionally, right? But it can make you better. It, it allows you to know what you're looking for in a person. And it allows you the time to, to grieve and to heal properly. And when you come out the other side, do you, do you wish that period of your life away? Do you wish that hurt away? To put it, to put it a different way, you can't have refinement without, uh, without the tension that creates the opportunity for refinement. Again, I said that in the promo the other day. But even in the toughest times... I might say that I want to wish it away, but deep down, I don't want to wish away a single, a single year or season in my life. The times that are hard make the times that are good that much more sweet. I cannot experience joy without understanding what profound pain feels like, right? So that's, that's the disconnect I have with the phrase cancel 2020. No, I don't, I don't want to wish away. Yeah, being in quarantine might not be easy. In fact, it's not easy. Seeing a lot of the things that, that we see in the media, that doesn't feel good. That, that doesn't encourage my heart. But you know what? If it allows the opportunity for something positive, something so beautiful to come out of it, then yes, if that's what it takes, that's exactly the very thing it takes. Now, if, if the cry for normalcy often makes me wonder if we know how or if we've lost our resolve to lean into the shifting. So what do I mean by leaning into shifting? That, that means allowing the, the, difficult, the, the, the difficult things to do its work in our heart, right? Allow it to do its work. Have we lost our resolve? Do we know how to lean to the shifting? In a year that has felt so unrelenting, when, we will, when will we say, okay, I will be the one that relents? I don't mean relenting as in, as in give up. Please hear me. Don't, don't give up. Don't lose hope. Yeah, sometimes hope may not seem to be present, but hope is there. I mean relent as in let go of the expectations that we had for the year or for a season or relent with our tendency to be stubborn. It's, it's the I want it my way Burger King syndrome. I want what I want when I want it. I want to control this outcome. A plus B always equals C. I think that's the way that a lot of us, myself included, think. My plans need to succeed in the way that I wanted it to succeed. In so many ways, this year has forced the issue of change. And while that has been hard for so many, I do think that this year has presented a really golden opportunity to lean into the shifting. I said it a second ago, trials produce endurance 
and perseverance. In times of shaking, reawakening can occur. Some of us have lived our lives the same way for years, knowing that maybe there are areas of our heart that need to shift. But circumstances have allowed us to continue to live the same way. Again, I, one thing I love to do is to make, always make things personal. To let you know that I'm, I'm not trying to come from some moral high ground, but it's something that I'm also continuing to process. But I remember before COVID happened, I was so busy. So, so busy. And I knew, I knew that I needed to allow myself to slow down. And you know what I did with this knowledge? Absolutely nothing. Every night I was busy doing something, not in an attempt to, to run away, at least not, not consciously run away from, my, from the things I needed to sit with, but I literally did not know how to put the brakes on my own life. And then, and then COVID happened and it ended up being a lot of sitting with myself. Now, I will say living in isolation for too long does not seem like a healthy thing to me. In fact, I would outright say that it's not a healthy thing, but knowing how to pump the brakes on my life and to allow myself the margin to sit with myself is a very, very healthy thing. So, yeah, that's a very practical example of, of saying, hey, I, I need to not be stubborn I need to not wish away this season, but I actually need to allow this season to handcuff me and, and me to say, okay, I'm going to learn the very thing I need to learn so that I can come out of this a more emotionally healthy person or whatever, whatever that means for, for anyone that's listening to this. So in the midst of, of tough times, as I said, in the midst of shaking, a reawakening can occur. I think a lot of us have had this, this plan for our lives and these goals to check off our, our checklist. And I think this season has challenged us to, to reevaluate what's important. It's, it's had to, it, we've had to become more adaptable people. And that's, that's not altogether a bad thing. And maybe if we've done something for so long, this is the season that we've needed to know that maybe, maybe our capacity is much bigger than, than we initially anticipated. Or maybe it's bigger than we ever, ever thought. Maybe we've not even thought about our capacity in years. So I, I think, yeah, there's been a lot of tough things out there, but one thing I'm always interested in is how is my heart, how is the heart of my friends responding in a time like this? And yeah, it goes back to that line. It was a beautiful letdown when I crashed and burned. Again, how is something that is a letdown also beautiful? It's beautiful because something beautiful can come from it. It's not that it's not that the actual tragedy of being let down, the actual tragedy of crashing and burning are good things. 
That's not to, to diminish anything negative that's happened over the past several months. No, I think we absolutely need to sit with that, grieve with that, but let it do its work in us. One of the things I've been really proud of is that over in May and in June, I felt like there was more eyes that paid attention to social justice issues than I ever have in my life. Now, it came from very extreme and tough, just disgusting circumstances, circumstances that grieved my heart. But you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled that, that beautiful things could come out of it because it means that it, w- it, was, it was not in vain. Even, even COVID, I have to believe that it was, it's not in vain. Let it do its work. Let it do its work. So I really appreciate you guys listening to this podcast. And I, I really hope that in this season, you, you, have, you become reawakened. That you know that maybe your capacity is different than you thought, thought it was. Um, that if it's empathy, you needed to gain more in this season, that you have more empathy. If it's more empathy, compassion, joy, whatever, or if it's tangible things, maybe, maybe you, you have a new idea of how, maybe you have a new idea of where the way your life could look. I'm not saying should, because that's the very thing I've been talking against the entire episode, but maybe you're open to the possibility that your life could look a lot differently than you might have anticipated even back in February. Trials produce perseverance and character. So my hope is that through these trials, all of us, myself included, come out with, with more character and more, more perseverance. Thank you guys so much for listening to this very short episode. And I look forward to whatever's going to come after this. Take care, friends. 